So, good morning and welcome. Happy Easter to everybody. This is the morning when we gather and we look in faith at that first Easter morning, what happened that day. This is the morning when we proclaim Jesus is risen and we look forward with confident hope. This is the morning we see the full extent of God's love and can offer him ours in praise and thanksgiving and worship. This is the morning. Happy, happy Easter to you all. Before we uh, get going this morning, I just want to, um, first of all, just thank everybody who's been involved with the Easter activities here in this church. Over the last week, but also obviously today, uh, the breakfast they've had here and the journey to Heaven's Gate and all the different things that have happened, whoever you are, Thank you for making it happen, because this is what church is about. You know, we don't just look to one person at the front, and certainly not me, by the way. All right? And, but, you know, we together make church. So thank you for being part of church this morning. And as we go through this morning's service, you will also be involved. You may not expect to be, but just you have to wait and see how you might be involved this morning. So you have that to look forward to as well. I'm going to read uh, just a verses of Psalm 16 and uh, then lead us into a prayer. Lord God, you have assigned me my portion and my cup. You have made my lot secure. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. I will praise the Lord who counsels me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I have set the Lord always before me, and because he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore my heart is glad, my tongue rejoices, my body will also rest secure, because you will not abandon me to the grave, nor will you let your Holy One see decay. You have made known to me the paths of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasure at your right hand and we come on Easter Sunday we come to worship and to give thanks obviously Um, and another psalm says praise the Lord praise the Lord praise him you servants of the Lord and we're going to really hopefully be praising the Lord this Easter Sunday morning and normally what we do at this stage is we now go into an opening song just to warm you all up But I want to give you an opportunity just to share a word of prayer or praise that you must have on your lips already, but you just want to say thank you to God for this day. So we're going to start with this time of corporate prayer. As you feel led, do feel free just to speak out a prayer of thanksgiving and praise. Amen. 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 
come together with a prayer that's going to appear on the screen, entitled uh, Out of the Darkness. If you want to just respond with the letters in red, that would be very, very helpful. Out of the darkness of grief and despair comes a message of hope. Christ is risen. We run to the tomb to see for ourselves, and it's true. Christ is risen. We hear a voice, call our name. And we know our risen Lord is with us now and always. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Thanks be to God. Amen. And we're going to continue now in sung worship as we sing the opening song, Christ is risen today. Please do stand to sing. be seated and Lorraine is now going to come and bring our reading this morning. This is probably Lorraine who hasn't had a lot of sleep this week but I'm sure we can learn more about that later on as well. Good morning. Right. Thank you. When the Sabbath was over Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome bought spices so that they might go to anoint Jesus' body. 
Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb. And they asked each other, who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus the Nazarene, who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him? But go tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into a Galilee. There you will see him, just as we told you. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. Thank you, Lorraine. Well done. <laughs> we're going to stand and we're going to sing together once more. Come, people of the risen King.
I told you you'd be involved, didn't I? <laughs> In a minute, we're going to hear from Becky. Becky's going to give us an update of some of the others uh, of uh, Spring Harvest this week and uh, the up all different things they must have done in Skegness. But before that, we're going to read together a little prayer. And can I have that up there? It's called Lord Back, Roll Back the Stone. And you'll hear this a little bit more when I'm speaking the message this morning. You know, sometimes um, we're people of faith, but we're also people of doubts as well, you know, being real, all right? And sometimes we just need God to roll back the stone. You know, sometimes there's something that's just in our way of our vision that's hard and cold and we don't seem to be able to see through it. But especially on Easter morning, we want to pray and ask God by his spirit to roll back that stone, to get that darkness out of the way and let the light shine. So we're going to uh, just come through this together. And again, if you could join me in the words in bold. When we are despairing, when the world is full of grief, when we see no way ahead and hope has gone away, though we fear change, although we are not ready, although we'd rather weep and run away, because we're coming with the women, because we hope where hope seems vain, because you call us out of the grave, and show us the way. Amen. Amen. Right, Becky. She's, she, I was going to thought she'd left the room there, but. Good morning. He's falling asleep. It's fine. I'm perching. There we go. There we go. That's good, isn't it? Cool. Um, as you may have noticed, there's more young people in the church than usual today. Pretty good, huh? Um, we had a fantastic time of spring harvest. There we are. Um, that is us on the beach. You'll notice James on the left there. They're holding water guns, mostly. Um, and I just wanted to invite them up here. Come, come now. Come, little ones. All of you. Um, and they're just going to briefly share their, like... Um, their favourite moment of Spring Harvest. I think we got a microphone. Okay. That's fine. Um, in short, we had an amazing time. Just fan out behind me, people. Um, we took 14 people with us, and then uh, myself, Lorraine, Evie, and then initially Harry, and then swapped for James, uh, uh, were the leaders of, of this Motley Crow. Um, we just had the most amazing time. I mean, that is one photo of probably 500 photos that exist of the week. Um, there are many, 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 many photos, which we'll be showing you another time. But just to give you a snapshot of the sort of... He has fallen asleep. Um, a, a snapshot of the sort of things we were doing. There was a morning and evening session every day. And then uh, we used all the Butlins facilities, like the swimming pool. Uh, we went to the beach. Uh, we went into town and we um, wandered around there. And um, we went to the pound shop. And we we, bad job. And we did um, we did a, what we call a secret Santa pound shop where uh, I gave them all a pound and they all had a name of someone in the group and they all had to buy a present for that person and then we did a swapsie later. We had ice creams on the beach. Um, 
and uh, yeah, we did a lot of late night swimming because we were packing so much stuff in during the day that we would do an evening session that finished at nine and then they'd all hit the swimming pool till half ten, if you can imagine such a thing. And uh, yeah, no, we had a fantastic time. So uh, we've got a microphone and uh, they're just going to tell you their, their favourite moment of spring harvest, including Chloe. No, start us off, someone. <laughs> um, I thought the swimming pool was quite fun going down the slides and all that. Yeah. The favourite part of oh, like yeah, Don't hit it. Where, where Just hold it further away. Yeah, but, yes. Oh, best bit was pound shop. The pound shop. Pound shop. Pound shop. Well, you say the food. Um, the best bit was probably the beach. And having a barbecue on the beach. Nice. Um, the best bit was none of you guys did this. We, um, in our 11 to 14s youth group, we went on stage in fat suits and danced to the worship songs, which was pretty fun. And they got their I don't think any of you guys. Spring harvest pie. Yeah. I don't want it. No, you do one. Emily, take the microphone. But you speak like that. <laughs> Chloe liked the food, particularly KFC. McDonald's. The KFC, the KFC. Here. I like the speakers and the worship. And my head. Yeah. And my head. That was the correct <laughs> answer. Yeah. One. Good. One. Good. Anything you wanted to say, Lorraine? Um, they were a brilliant bunch of, of kids. Weirdos. Kids. What are they? Yeah, madnesses. Every day was... was um, it was a bit of shouting, I have to admit. But there was a lot of laughing, and, and when we ate together, to see the, the, the younger ones, the year sevens, right up to these guys, and it was just one big family. Um, and they all, they all got on, mostly. But it was, it was just the, it was the eating together, I think, that I really enjoyed. I, I, it was just, so there was 18 of us crammed into one chalet room because we just move all the furniture around there was beds going from one apartment to another <laughs> so we could all do the sleeping arrangements now we have and all the chairs and stuff were taken down into the one room where we all let together and that was very important i think that was it really helped the whole group to gel and then on, on the day on the beach i do want to say about this so the so the younger ones they they've been going around um, the skyline and all around the resort with these fat suits on and sumo suits and a and a, and a mama riding a T-Rex. They were all inflatable stuff and they were saying hi to everybody and everybody was smiling. So, so there'd been pictures taken and they'd been spotted and they were asked to do their in the evening session to do a dance on the stage. So it was really dead important to them. When we were on the beach, we were somewhat delayed. So it was all systems go to get off of the beach to get back in time for them to get the suits and get to their venue, which it meant clearing the beach in record time. And so I said to the older one, like, this is really important to the younger ones, please, let's do it. And they cleared the beach in under five minutes. It was fantastic. And they all piled it up and we were ready to go into the minibus, but we won't yeah. go any further. We won't talk any more about that. <laughs> but we got them and they, and they got to there and that, and that was all the older ones 
getting together and getting behind the younger ones, which was important to the younger ones, I think. Yeah. That was, you know, so it made me so up, and I was very happy. <laughs> <laughs> so that's well that. Um, yeah, I mean, I would just, I'd just say uh, it was a really good time to just have time together, time with each other. We haven't done this for three years. We booked it back in June and uh, I asked one of the younger ones, oh, did it live up to your expectations? Because he hadn't been before and he'd obviously had uh, two years of people going, spring harvest, spring harvest, spring harvest. And, and he went, no, it was better. And I was just like, oh, thank goodness for that because it, it flies by 100 miles an hour. Um, the other good thing was as part of that was just um, having conversations, conversations with each other, sometimes at one in the morning, sometimes at seven in the morning. <laughs> and and uh, for the older ones, they had a venue slightly further away from the chalet, so that always involved... Shh, all right, all right. It was, it was a good 15 more minute walk each way, so it was nice to then have those conversations for that 15 minutes there and that 15 minutes back as well, so yeah. We, I think we should pray for them before we get off the stage. Would you like, who, would you like to pray? Right, let's pray. Prayer positions, let's people. Pray. No. Dear Lord, our loving Heavenly Father, thank you so much that after a two-year wait, we went to Spring Harvest and we took the young folk, some of the young folk from this church, and we just praise you and thank you for such a successful, lovely, wonderful, fun-filled time. We just pray that any one of them who caught God in that moment, in those days there, that you can hang on to them, that you can really um, bring a thirst and a hunger within them to, to, to know more of you and live more like you. We just pray that your hand rests um, upon each one of them a blessing. Amen. Amen. Um, right, during the uh, service today, um, sorry, uh, I didn't mean to wipe that. Uh, we are doing a, a colouring competition with an Easter egg as a prize. It's over there behind me. It's a mini egg one, so you know it's good. So, um, for those of you who are young or young at heart who are up for winning an Easter egg competition, we've got more of these at the back with colouring pens, and you've got about 20 minutes, 25 minutes to make this the most glorious bit of paper you've ever seen in order to win that egg over there. Cool. Well done, Freddie. I'd like to ask that group just one question. Did, didn't Lorraine behave herself? Uh, that's okay then. I was worried. For a minute, I was worried. But that's right. That's no problem then. Okay, lovely. Uh, Jackie is going to bring our second reading this morning. Thank you, Jackie. Uh, so this is Mark 16, verses 9 to 15. When Jesus rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had driven seven demons. She went and told those who'd been with him and who were mourning and weeping. When they heard that Jesus was alive and that she had seen them, uh, they did not believe it. Afterwards, Jesus appeared in a different form to two of them while they were walking in the country. These returned and reported it to the rest, but they did not believe them either. 
Later, Jesus appeared to the eleven as they were eating. He rebuked them for their lack of faith and their stubborn refusal to believe those who had seen him after he had risen. He said to them, go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, Jackie. And just before we come to look at that in a little bit more detail, we're going to stand, we're going to sing together once more, See What a Morning. seated once more.
So, lovely. Um, if we can have the first slide up there, please, Brian. Okay, that's great. So we've had our two readings, and they were two consecutive readings of Mark's uh, chapter 16. And it's a passage uh, that, first of all, recalls the women's first vi the visit to Jesus' tomb. And it then goes on into describing how different people responded to that. Sorry. And the last verse, we have that account of uh, Jesus um, come standing amongst his uh, disciples and berating them for their lack of faith. And this morning I want to pay particular attention to the fact that this amazing news, this news of Jesus' resurrection, was initially met with doubt, with disbelief, even amongst those closest to Jesus. It wasn't just like, yep, he's risen, switch on the light, that's it. There seemed to be a sense of journey that people were on as they came to realise what had actually happened. But firstly, let's remember, we gather here this morning and we look back to that first Easter over 2,000 years ago, rightly wishing to celebrate and rejoice in the good news contained within it. The news that Christ has risen from the dead, the news that he has opened up through his, his life, death and resurrection, a new way beyond death for all who would simply place their trust in him. It's interesting on this, uh, this board, lovely board behind me here is a quotation from 1 Corinthians 15. Where, O death, is your victory? It asks. This is Paul writing. Where, O death, is your sting now? For all the sting of death is sin, the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, he gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. But I say, as we gather this morning, I do want to recognise and respect those who come here this morning today, maybe those who've heard the Easter story many times, but for whom significant doubt still remains, and how that tempers and moderates how they can feel personally about Easter itself. I think looking at the scripture reminds us that on that first Easter morning, there were many people who felt just the same people who wished to believe the good news, and yet they found that overshadowed by doubt. But I think the Easter story is very much about people who believe and about people who doubted. It's a story which everybody seems to be on some journey of some sort, moving often from doubt to faith, from darkness to light, from grief to joy. Some moving quite swiftly, others much more slowly, but they were all welcomed by God on that first Easter morning. So whether you are, see yourself as someone, yeah, that's great, I actually see that tomb as a, a wonderful, Jesus' resurrection as a wonderful thing, or if you look at it and go, did it happen? Then you are welcome here today. I do want to make that clear. Um, and if the technology was going to work, I'd move on to the next slide. Lovely, thank you. So I'm just going to look at those scriptures a bit and just try and draw out a few points from them. But first of all, women coming to the tomb. We have read, haven't we, when the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome brought, brought spices so they might go and anoint Jesus' body. And it was very early on that first day of the week, just after sunrise, 
They were on their way to the tomb, asking one another who's going to roll away the stone from the entrance of the tomb. But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away for them. Since the crucifixion and the burial of Jesus on that day which the church, now in the light of the resurrection, refers to as Good Friday, the followers of Jesus had been keeping their heads down. They'd been in hiding. From their perspective, there was nothing good about Friday. Nothing at all. They were cowering after it in their homes. They were respecting the Sabbath regulations that required them to rest on the day of rest. But probably they also were there cowering and hiding, fearing what would happen next to them personally or maybe to their loved ones, to their families. They had certainly not had a carefree weekend. I don't know what you were doing tomorrow, yesterday at least, maybe having a good time with family and such like. But these guys had not had a carefree weekend. They'd had one shaped by grief. They were the loss of their Lord Jesus. It had been a weekend of fear and anxiety. Fear for their own lives and the lives of those closest to them. It would seem from the scripture that through those long hours of Saturday, that the hours, I imagine, would have dragged. It seems the women in particular had been planning what they could do to respectfully care for Jesus' body as soon as the first day of the week was upon them. We don't know from the scriptures if the men were still sleeping when the women left, probably. But we are told that just three women gathered together. They gathered together what they needed. They set off on their mission very early, just after sunrise. Three women set the task of preparing their Lord Jesus' body for burial, expressing through that what they thought would be their last opportunity to show devotion and kindness to him. He was dead. He was gone. And on their way, they discussed, didn't they, how they might roll aside this stone. Mark makes a point of calling it a large stone that had been placed over the tomb's entrance. He said it was very large. You know, really making the point that it would require a lot of probably burly men to move it rather than a few women. But amazingly, when they arrive, they find that that problem has been taken from them, that the stone has been rolled aside for them, miraculously out of the way. And as they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You're looking for Jesus the Nazarene, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See, that is the place where they laid him. But go now and tell. Tell his disciples and Peter that he's going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. And we're told that trembling and bewildered, the women went out of the tomb. But they didn't mention, talk. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. And that word alarmed that is used there comes from a Greek word which has a meaning behind it of fear but also astonishment. It's like amazement and fear. It's like something has happened that they cannot comprehend. So it's not just fear but it's fear and amazement and astonishment. It's not clear whether they were alarmed because the tomb was empty or because of the presence of the young man dressed in a white robe. But the young man quickly seeks to assure them and address their fear and astonishment. 
uttering those amazing words, words which continue to speak to the world through the church, to believer and doubter alike, down through 2,000 years. He has risen. He ain't here. He's not here. Look for him as you like. You won't find him in a grave. And the text has an exclamation mark. And it's like a shout mark. And the point is that this is almost like you know, the, the angel saying, you know, this is the case. You know, be clear about it. Do not misunderstand. This is not here. He has risen. He is not here. So these women who'd originally faced the dilemma of trying to move this heavy stone, as it were, away from the entrance of the tomb so they could go and prepare Jesus' lifeless body for burial are now facing a completely different situation. Their worldly understanding of death has been turned on its head. Surely dead is dead, isn't it? Surely cru crucified men dead are dead. The rolling away of the stone at the door of the tomb can also be seen as a metaphor, like an image, as it were. Realize that we need sometimes the, roll, the, the mists that cloud our minds to roll away doubt and disbelief so that we might look upon life and death in a totally new way. With the rolling away of that stone, the despair and the grief naturally associated with death and none by us all, personally, has been replaced by something else. It's been replaced by hope, a glorious hope. We all need that cold stone of disbelief rolled away. That responsive prayer I read with us a bit earlier, when we are despairing, when the world is full of grief, there's plenty of that around. When we can see no way ahead, when we think hope is gone, roll back the stone. The stone has been rolled away before their eyes and the evidence is laid out before them. But even then, it seems like the women's, as it were, spiritual eyes take time to adjust to the brightness of that new day. For now, let's turn and have a look at that doubt and how it still appears in the minds of many. And it does take a while to disperse. I think that's a good, a good foot map for any, any church or banner above the, the church entrance. I think the danger with church is people think they're going to come if they believe. And that's just nonsense. Nonsense. We read in the scripture, Jesus rose early on the first day of the week and he appeared to Mary Magdalene out of whom he'd driven seven demons. That's verse 9 of our reading. Mark tells us the first person to see Jesus alive in his risen form was Mary, Magdalene. And this itself is significant, both given the patriarchal nature of the Jewish society of the day, a male-dominated society, but also she was a woman who had been mentally ill. The risen Jesus, who the Apostle Paul tells us in Colossians, represents the fullness of divinity in bodily form, appears first to Mary Magdalene. Fulling, fulfilling, surely, in a very wonderful way, what he'd only said only a few years earlier in that synagogue in Nazareth. In Luke 4, verse 13, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach good news to the poor. 
He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, recovery of sight for the blind, and to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. And more than that, Jesus then uses this same Mary to bring, about, bring this amazing, priceless gospel message of good news to others. We read a little bit later, she went and told those who'd been with him, who were mourning and weeping still. But when they heard that Jesus was alive and that she had seen them, they didn't believe it. I wonder why. Maybe she's just, they just found the news that Jesus has risen, has risen very hard to believe. Or maybe they found it even harder to believe because they focused on the messenger rather than the message. They focused on how could God be delivering this wonderful message through someone like Mary. We all need to learn to separate the messenger from the message. Disbelief continues, and we're told Jesus afterwards appears to them in verse 12. As they were walking on the road in the country, that's probably the Emmaus Road account, and they returned into the rest, but still they did not believe him either. It appears that the revelation of the risen Christ has been given, but attempts to deliver that message through others seems to meet with the same response, doubt and disbelief. Which brings us finally to Jesus as he comes upon the scene in verse 14 and 15. Later Jesus appears to the eleven as they were eating and he rebuked them. He rebuked them for their lack of faith and their stubborn refusal to believe those who he sent to them with the message. So later Mark records, as I say, Jesus personally stepping onto the scene but having to berate his disciples for their lack of faith, having to berate them for their stubborn hearts. But he doesn't give up on them. He doesn't go, okay, I now need to find a much better messenger. Instead, he says to them, go, go into all the world, preach the good news to all of creation. Jesus accepts their and our mortal weakness. He accepts our often weak faith and nevertheless he still calls us to himself and would send us into this world to preach the good news to all of creation. To tell the story even to those who will doubt us. So there we have it. That first Easter Sunday morning as recorded by Mark. In Mark's normal writing style, it's very short, very punchy. He delivers a very clear message of Jesus' resurrection. But he also clearly shows how it dawned very slowly on his followers. It wasn't just a light bulb. It, was, it took time. They didn't just hear it and believe, but it did break into their lives over time. They were all, in that sense, doubters, disbelievers, who initially could not make sense of what was happening that first Easter morning. Who could? The world had been turned on its head. But they eventually met with Jesus. And that's something we can do every day as believers, as his spirit now given to the church, now sent amongst us, dwelling with us by faith. We can meet Jesus in our day.
And although we might not understand everything that's going on around us or things that are happening to us, with Jesus with us in our day, we will find the peace to press on in faith. We are all people on whom the resurrection light of Jesus Christ needs to dawn, needs to break in. And like that thirsty today, let's just be honest with ourselves and recognise it can take time before we see the full brilliance of that day. Resurrection, Easter, is a time in history, the history of the world, that the world could not and would never ever be able to be the same afterwards. So the Lord Jesus Christ had risen. He has risen indeed. Amen. Let me just lead us in a prayer. Lord God, when we are despairing, when the, full, the world is full of grief and strife, when we can see no way ahead and hope seems to have gone away, open our eyes to that first Easter dawn. Lord God, roll back the stone that covers our hearts so that the light of Christ may illumine our tomb. In his name we ask. Amen. Amen. Right, well, I hope the guys at the back are all done because uh, time's up. I wasn't watching my clock particularly, but hopefully... Well, the competition, I'm afraid, and the prizes are all there. So you're going to come and help Becky as well? And, uh... Thanks, Dad. Right, okay, so, so, oh, right, right okay, that's fine. Okay, do any of them have names on? Do we know who? No, so you don't know, so it's fair. Oh, right, okay, this, this is good. Okay. So, but, yeah, so, so we need you to judge. So you, you have, have one, two, three, four, we've got six of them. Okay, so you need to think, just try and remember one to six, okay, so there we go. There's exhibit number one. Give it a little marking in your head, one out, one out of five or something, something you maybe remember. Number one. If you hold one in the other hand, I'll do two. Can I borrow you, David? I'll put you here. Yeah. Okay. There's number two. Okay. Number three is coming up. Number four. Oh. Okay. Okay. Number five. But that's out of sequence. Shall I hold it? Actually, Becky, what I'll do, I'll hold that to keep it. If I hold it for the numbers, we're good. There were five. And here's six. Okay? Six. Now, you have judge and jury. Yeah. So I'm taking no part in this. Cause, uh... <laughs> okay. So we're just gonna, I'm just going to do a, a ra raising hands. It's a bit like a church meeting, really. It's a bit more fun. The, um, so who thinks number one is the best? Hold up, number one. Uh, I'm afraid number one's got one. Number two, we've got two. Oh, three, 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 
four, a couple at the back, thank you. Four, about five or six or seven. Okay, seven, eight, eight. Okay, number two. Can you keep a note of these? Ron, can you keep So number one is eight. Oh, okay, hang on. You're going to have to find yourself a new moderator. Okay, number three. They know what's doing, what's happening. Number three. Okay. Hello. Ooh. Oh. Sorry, oh. This one goes, that one goes with number two, I think. That's num with number two as well? Uh, yeah. Oh, we've got to show them both. <laughs> now come on, no favoritism. <laughs> Number four. Oh, there's a lot, quite a lot there. Um, can't vote for your own. No, you can't vote for your own. There's a good 15 I'd say there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Number five. One, two, three, four, five, six. That. About eight or nine there. I can see that, cheating. <laughs> and number six. Three or four. Three or four. Okay. Okay. So, so number four is the winner. So who's number four? So who was this? Ah, but there's a question. There's a, ah, careful now. You, would, you, would you mind coming up? I know you don't like coming up, but do you mind? Before, they, before you can have the, the, the gift. Have you got the mic? Oh. Oh. Hello. Willow, Willow helped a little bit. She did the yellow at the top. Oh, right. Oh. Mm -hmm. So, the question. Yeah, I know. It's not a difficult one. You'll be okay. Why, why eggs at Easter? Why eggs at Easter? <laughs> new birth. New birth, new life. Lovely. But forget you get <laughs> So, you get, it's, not, it's not the largest egg in the world, but thank you very much for taking part. Oh. And, and, and also... <laughs> can, can you, the basket here contains eggs as well. Which, uh, Becky, if you take that to the back, you can share around the group, and then uh, that'd be lovely. Thank so thank you for participating. It's just a bit of fun. Um, the uh, makes a simple, simple point. Okay, I just want us now to just have a little bit of calm. We've got a bit of fun slot coming up just towards the end, but just going to get calm a little bit now. Um, it's great that, people, that these guys had a, a great week away, obviously, in Skegness. And um, I don't know what all of your different weeks have been, the good and the, and the bad of it. But it's good to take a time of prayer together. I do want us just to grab it into small groups. So wherever you're sitting, you know, this is an age thing, whatever, you know, just get a few of you together and just have a very quick conversation about, you know, the two or three things between your group that you'd like to share enough that you'd appreciate prayer. It might be a great big event, a global event, obviously. It might be something much smaller that you just want some prayer for. So you choose. But we're just going to spend five minutes now just having a time of prayer as a church. So please just turn your chairs around and, and organise yourself if you could, please.
thank you that we had a really really wonderful service up on the, uh, the Commons and uh, the, the weather was super and uh, the numbers are if you could start drawing your prayers to a close, thank you. Okay, we come to our last song, and we're going to have a bit of fun with this song. Um, and again, this is where different people can get involved. I'll, I'll give a, I'll give a rough, I'll, 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 I'll tell my version. Oh, okay. Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Right, young people and others, um, we, I, I have badly hidden chocolate eggs around the room. Um, uh, the plan is for the young people and children to go and hunt them down. Now, your job, young people who are listening to me, including Jacob, um, is that you, you find one egg. Once you have found it, you pick it up. You, you go off and hand it to someone. <laughs> and then you go off and find another one. And then you go and hand that to someone. And so they're all found and there's one that's left. Are we clear? <laughs> Who knows? But we have the song to do it in, okay? Everyone else can concentrate on the song and hopefully you will be presented with an egg at some point during the song. Thank you. Okay, we're going to stand and we're going to sing together. To God be the glory. <laughs>
Almighty God, through the raising of your son from a grave, you broke the power of death and you condemned death itself to die. As we celebrate this great triumph, may we also make, may make it a model for our living. Help us to identify in our lives all that should rightly die. Redundant relationships, tarred habits, fruitless longings. Resurrect in our lives faith, hope and love as surely as you raise the Lord Jesus from the grave. Send us from this place. Send us in peace to love and serve the world in your name. Amen. Amen. God bless you all and happy Easter. And once more, Jesus is risen. He is risen indeed. Great. Hallelujah. <laughs> Teas and coffees outside if you uh, want to stay in for a chat and, and uh, fellowship. Thank you. Cross with every breath, the perfect light, the perfect end. You chose the cross, a crown of thorns you offer, crowned us with eternal life. You chose the cross. Oh